Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the innovator of violence, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, and the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I go through all the news and rumors with our very own Justin Labar right here on the Busted Open Podcast. Also, one of the greatest moments in WrestleMania history was the match between Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 35. We relive that moment, plus talk about the big win over Bobby Lashley on Monday Night Raw with Kofi Kingston right now on the Busted Open Podcast. How about the fact that they're going back to a live event schedule July 16th? Interesting. Interesting, exciting, huge. Uh, I mean, this is, uh, you know, every every week, I feel like every day, in fact, in the past, you know, I think a couple weeks, it feels like there's a another sense of normalcy, not with just pro wrestling, but just in life. Um, returning, and this is huge. You know, uh, and, and I think, you know, WWE fans, so if you're a WWE fan, you know, maybe you don't watch AEW, you don't watch anything else. Uh, you need to thank AEW because you know I you know I alluded to such you know in, in a previous Friday when we whenever AEW had announced you know uh, you know they're opening up uh, back to uh, fans with double or nothing and then they're they're uh, touring they're going to do uh, in Texas and in Florida and I said this is great news because this is going to force the hand of yeah. a WWE especially because you don't want to be you know the last you know you don't want to be the last one to the dance right and uh, and I think WWE's you know original plan was okay, SummerSlam with fans, and then from that point on, we're out of the Thunderdome, we're back to conventional touring and arena shows, and this has obviously now accelerated that to where now they're, you know, an entire month before uh, returning to do uh, shows mid-July, right around Money in the Bank, uh, which, by the way, I think that's a great switch up to Money in the Bank normally would have been in June, Hell in a Cell normally, uh, I think, October, and they switched yep. that up, but that plays for a lot of reasons uh to uh to the benefit of the situation so this is this is really exciting this is really again as a, as a wrestling fan you can start to breathe some fresh air and okay we're finally getting back to where we need to be yeah and you said something that's interesting it's so true hell in a cell it's not ideal you can play that in the thunderdome i really don't think it makes that big of a difference money in the bank as we knew from what we saw last year y- you need to have uh, you know, a live audience in attendance. You know, you need to hear the oohs and the ahs 
uh, I'm so glad that they made that switch. Yeah, you know, Hell in a Cell is uh, it, it, it is one of those events. I mean, obviously, it's a you know, I I still don't like the fact that it has an entire event gimmicked around it. I I still that's that's just me, but 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 it's one of those. It's it's a gimmick in a in a, in a format that plays well to the closed set of the Thunderdome. And what I mean is, you know, with no fans there, you know, you can you can set things up, uh, whether it be spots, whether it be something maybe you pre-taped and, and work it in to look live. There's a lot of things you can do that Hell in a Cell plays to having a closed set and is exciting enough that it, it works. But yeah, Money in the Bank. I mean, last year's Money in the Bank, they were on the roof of, of Titan Towers yes. in Stanford. I mean, uh, you know, creative for what it was and, and, and made the best of what they could do. But that'll be a great event, a great, exciting event to have fans. And I, and I wouldn't put it past what whoever, however they book it, I wouldn't put it past, uh, you know, working in a Money in the Bank briefcase captured at the start of the night and, you know, cash in by the end of the night just because you're going to have a raucous and enthusiastic uh, bunch uh, in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, happy to be back cheering uh, for WWE. Uh, another thing, too, with things opening up, it seems like, you know, we and Tommy and I were talking about it earlier in the show, you know, are fans going to be comfortable enough to go out there and be around people again? I know it sounds strange, but people have kind of got accustomed to being in their home over the last 15 months. So it could go either way. Either it could hurt or it could help. But it seems like, especially with AEW and the shows that they have up for sale, that fans are coming back in droves, it seems. Well, yeah. I mean, and look, it's not like, you know, you have to make the effort. You have to buy the ticket, spend the money, buy yeah. the ticket, get to said venue. So, I mean, anybody that's getting there wants to be there. And I, and I look at, um, you know, last night, you know, everybody's it, it's going to be interesting to see how the how the policies are dictated across the board. But I look at just last night, NHL playoffs, uh, you know, not too far from from either you or Tommy uh, on Long Island. You know, there, there, was, there was the the Islanders and the Penguins and, and there was. Uh, part of the arena that was the the norm as we have it now of, of socially distanced pockets of fans but then there was one one uh you know one one curl of it that it was shoulder to shoulder craziness and that was the fully vaccinated side of the arena yeah. everybody's fully vaccinated no mass needed you know so i don't know what um you know i don't know what's i don't know how wwe how AEW, i don't know what what their policies are going to be or if it's going to vary city to city state to state but anybody that's you have to make the effort if you want to be i don't think there's gonna be any doubt of if you're at the arena to watch this pro wrestling event you want to be there you're not being forced to be there you're and you're gonna be loud and you're gonna be appreciative i i, I look forward to the fact we're not gonna have beach balls being thrown around we're not gonna have boring i don't even think you're gonna have you fucked up i think there's gonna be at least there's gonna be a honeymoon period at least for a little bit of yes. people just being appreciative as they always should have been mind you appreciative of the guys and girls that are out there uh trying to entertain them well you look at too and it, it it's funny uh it's like the mad scramble for texas because they can go full fans and you know the bottom line is also money uh you look at the playoffs why did they you know go to open up more 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 money for people to go for playoffs um hockey all I said it uh, when I talked about my podcast, you know, this is how we have to live. And I know AEW has gone above and beyond to get uh, people tested uh, fans too. baseball has done it. I don't know when they're offering it up, you know, when there's no restrictions in Texas. So if there's no restrictions, 
legally you don't have to do anything. And wrestling is going to be a lot different than any other sport. Uh, I know for myself, man, uh, you know, when I went and did my one event, I remember I went to the ring and like fans were literally holding their hands up for me to uh, touch. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it, <laughs> you know, and I'm a baby face, but it, it's going to be different. I remember when they just opened up baseball, uh, it was in Texas and that new stadium was packed. A dude hit the first home run there. Some guy caught it and you had so many different people. I watch it like everyone's doing the high five. You had some people with masks, some people not doing it mass. You know, the world has changed as well as um, it's interesting to see how professional wrestling has to adapt. If me personally, if I'm a businessman and I know this is going to sound ruthless, but I'm a pure businessman. If the government says I don't have to follow these rules, then I don't have to follow these rules. But uh, like I'm looking at States also that are, like, what is New York going to do? I know Pennsylvania has a, you have to have a COVID compliance officer if you're going to run an event there. So it's it's going to be weird, but mad scramble for Texas will be interesting until uh, if I feel if the, the rates go back up or start spiking, you'll see live events go away. Yeah, Tommy, it's, it's, is, is COVID going to finally, is COVID going to do away with the, uh, the long tradition of the workers' handshake. Are we, are we, are we just going to move to fist bumps? Are we just going to move to how good to see, or are we going to go back to, you got to, got to shake everybody's hand. Some of, listen, I almost got it eliminated in WWE a long time ago. <laughs> and then, uh, but it is completely eliminated in uh, impact wrestling. So I have established that. Good on you. You're in textbooks now, if you weren't already. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but Justin brings up another good point, Tommy. Like we've seen now over the last couple months where, you know, things are open up in Florida and Texas and not really anywhere in the country that's starting to change. But he's talking about the NHL playoff game where it's like one side of the arena is the non-vaccinated people socially distanced. And then on the other side of the arena is the vaccinated people shoulder to shoulder going crazy. Like, so that's in the same building. Like, we're not even talking about different states now. Now we're talking about the. It's almost like nanny, nanny, poo poo. Look what we can do and you can't do. It's crazy right now what's going on. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the course of the summer, what happens once we get to the fall, especially, God forbid, if numbers start to spike again, like Tommy talked about. All right. Uh, sticking with the WWE. Uh, Multiple reports about the releases uh, in NXT over the course of the last couple of days. What what's the latest that you can tell us with some of the names that now seem to be gone from NXT, Justin? Yeah, you know, a, a handful of names. Uh, some some with some surprise. You know, uh, it, you know, Drake Wirtz, uh, a referee. You know, he he was released. There was some some you know, rumblings for a while about his uh his standing in the company and and, and situation uh ezra judge is, is one uh, a lot of fans you know casual fans may not know him he, he wasn't somebody who was on nxt tv but he uh you know big guy former nfl player just kind of you know one of the mantras going around about him he's kind of like the you know kind of like what you say about randy orton he's kind of like if you're going to build a pro wrestler if you're doing the creator wrestler this is the guy you're going to create you know six 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 seven athletic hell of a look um he was released you know again a lot of things a lot of people anybody you know at least anybody that i've just casually talked to nobody really has a lot of insight as necessarily why uh, alexander wolf of course he was part of imperium until yeah. he was kicked out he's been let go he he did 
comment on social media saying that he's going to be a free agent. His contract with him technically runs up next month, so he'll be a free agent, I think, something like June 16th. Um, Jessamyn Duke, uh, you know, some, some people know to her. She was, uh, you know, a part of the, the, the Rousey four horsewomen uh, yep. that came from, from the MMA world into, into, into the WWE world. Uh, she's been released. And mind you, it doesn't mean that none of these people, guys or girls, couldn't come back, but that's just what's been happening now. And then, of course, the biggest name, uh, of note is Velveteen Dream. Dream's been absent uh, from TV since uh, late last year. Last match was, um, you know, I think like the parking lot brawl uh, against Adam Cole. Uh, again, Dream, uh, not without some speculation and or rumor innuendo controversy uh, around him that seems to finally came to a head. But uh, he's been let go. So, yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a it's been a crazy week f- trying to keep tabs of what's going on in Orlando with the Performance Center and the NXT bunch. Yeah, and see what happened to like Velveteen Dream, Patrick Clark, because he came out of that show and you know he so such high hopes for him, especially as the character of Velveteen Dream, and things just went south about I guess now well over a year ago, and people were waiting for this to happen, and now it seems like it finally happened, Justin. So um, yeah, and, and 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 you know it's tough because like. <sighs> You know, Triple H does his media calls. Um, he always at least does one the week leading up to the takeovers. So I guess there'll be one next month. And he'd been asked several times over the past year on these calls, like, what about Dream? What about this yeah. thing that we're seeing on social media? And, you know, and, and not no, and to no surprise, he, you know, he he wasn't going to, you know, he, he gave an answer he needed to give to, to, you know, I think even to the point of, I think one answer was, you know, they, they were doing their own investigation and let's, let's, let's move off of this. Um, so it's going to bring about he's going to get asked, you know, inevitably. And the accusations are strong, too. So no, go ahead, Tommy. Sorry. Yeah. Listen, if WWE does their investigation, um, it, this is here is besides your personal whatever's going on. Uh, I feel if WWE did their accusations and it came out uh, positive, they would have released the person immediately or that would they would sever ties immediately they did do that to a few uh talents my also thing and uh it's kind of like if if you look at the horizon uh for me if i'm again a business owner i have someone who's not on my television i have somebody who yes is a is a charismatic person yes is a is a good wrestler hasn't been on my show in a while and what do i it's the wally pip and that's a very very old reference uh, Wally Pipp was the Yankees' first baseman before Lou Gehrig, who then went on and was, you know, played all the time. Why do I need this person? And then it's like, well, we're going to call this person up to main roster if they have this negative uh, stigma to them. It's it's literally that. That's how it goes. Why do I need that person? My machine kept on rolling along without them. I left WWE's ECW because I was not happy. But did that ECW shut down? No. The machine went on. It shut down later, not too long later, but it was just like, hey, we don't need Tommy Dream to keep this ECW thing rolling. It's going to keep on rolling without it. But if I was sitting on the sidelines and or, hey, I want to come back in, I want to come back in. Well, guess what? We don't need uh, we don't need you. It's interesting to see when the landscape, you know, we're coming up at, you know, I'm, I'm going Slammiversary Impact Wrestling. Uh, all the talents that were released a while ago. If I'm those talents, I'm look, looking back and now I'm looking at the landscape of things and I'm like, okay, well, now a bunch of younger talents have been released. 
where, what team do I go to? And I better start doing these negotiations quickly because if not, they're going to pick somebody else. That's the business, you know? Um, there's a lot more free agents out there. And then that takes up the marketplace for where they're going to go. And you can't sign everybody. And then there's going to be talents who won't be signed at all. So it's, that's the business aspect of it as well. If I'm asked that on the, uh, if I'm triple H, I would just say, you know, Hey, we decided to let him go. That's it. I mean, that's there. You don't have to go. Why? All stuff and the person who'd ask, I'd ban on the call, and you'd all be scared of me for the next uh, time to ask me a question to piss me off. All of you, I know who you're all on that show. <laughs> Tommy, that's a great point, though. I mean, that's a really a, a good angle to look at it. As you're right, is that they haven't had Dream on TV since December, and what's happened in that time? You know, there wasn't any big drop in viewership. They've moved. You know, they they they've 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 moved to a different night and they're doing, doing even better. Uh, so I think that that's a really good way to look at it is, and I don't know if that was part of the plan or if that's just what they can look at now, but that's a great point. Is it like, look, it's not like NXT didn't halt. There wasn't a, a mass boycott of people on social media. Where's our Velveteen dream. If anything, it's, you know, more often than not when dream would get mentioned and asked about, there was, you know, all the, the negative that, that, that followed it. So that, that's a really good angle to look at it is, you know, the machine is going to keep on rolling. Absolutely. Out of, out of, out of sight, out of sight, out of mind, you know, like, um, on this show, Justin, a lot of people calling in, where the hell's Keith Lee? You know, Keith Lee came in, beats Randy Orton. It looks like he's going to steamroll into the main event, be a major player on Monday Night Raw, and he's been off of TV forever. And it's very rare that you hear Keith Lee's name. And then when he, and when, it, when you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah, but where, where the hell is Keith Lee? But it, it comes to the point where it's like out of sight, out of mind, because go back to what Tommy just said, the machine just keeps on rolling. And, and in the world of the WWE especially, there's no name, especially now the last 10 years in this company, there's no name bigger than the brand name of the WWE. And my eyes on you, LaGreca. Don't, don't, don't start to think you're going to get me gone for a couple Fridays and you're going to play the playbook here out of sight, out of mind. Don't, don't, don't. I have my eye on it. No, so no, just, no, Justin. Justin, yeah. that would never, ever happen. I mean, you know, you are... We have a lifetime contract with you. Right I'll call here. Gabby. I'll call Ed. I'll, I'll jump the barricade. I'll get on the show one way or the other. So just, just mind yourself. <laughs> and just because we're talking about it, best thing for Keith Lee, stay off television, go back to NXT. Best oh thing God. that happened in that guy's career. I, you know, I agree with that a lot of times, Tommy. I guess the question I have, and I guess it's probably, it, it's probably different uh, talent to talent, is you know, are they giving up money? You know, if you're Keith Lee and you come to a, a raw or SmackDown for X amount of time, like, you know, are you given a new contract? You know, if you go back to NXT, are you, you know, I guess it's just a matter of what are you losing? And mind you, I'm the guy who I get mad at people referring to raw and SmackDown as the main roster, because I, I, I hate that it diminishes in minor leagues and triple A's NXT. But I do understand from a, from a revenue standpoint that there is a difference, but I guess that's my question. Whenever we say, Oh, this person's not doing anything. Let them go back to NXT. They got have fresh matchups and better booking. I just wonder for them, how, how, how much is it hurting their livelihood? Uh, during the world of COVID, I don't think any. When you get out there on live events, then yes, because you're touring more, larger houses. That is the difference. But, I mean, the world's kind of shut down. Uh, look what it did for Finn Balor. I don't think it's a step down. I think something up there was not clicking, and I don't even say go to SmackDown, your best bet. 
think of him and Kev- and, and carrying cross boom there's your money yeah uh, right away and you could also throw then you have finn balor in there uh you also have adam cole in there there's so many that's a four-way that i would pay to see you know pay my own money to see best thing that could happen to him because he was he was suited well and he was ripped out of nxt for no reason and then it just didn't work out ladies and gentlemen we are live serious xm fight nation is your home for the hardest hitting combat sports talk you'll find in the world whether it's pro wrestling mma or boxing join the conversation with us at 877 fight 93 anytime from 9 a.m to 6 p.m eastern as we react to the hottest storylines most intriguing matchups and more oh my god your home for the best all-day combat sports talk anywhere is Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Speaking of Kofi Kingston, joining us right now on Busted Open is Kofi. Good morning, oh, sir. How are you? Right on time. Just in time to hear you putting me over. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. What's up, Dreamer? Kofi, how I haven't seen you in forever, man. I know, dude. How how have you been? I have been great. I have two ponytails now. Woo! I don't have a bald spot anymore. <laughs> uh, if you need another member, I can uh, throw, well, I can eat pancakes. I could do a lot of things, whatever you need. What do your hips look like, Tommy? That's that's the main uh, criteria. We need to know what the hips look like. 
come on now, man. You've you seen know? me naked plenty of times. My <laughs> hips are still rocking. Okay. Just had to make sure. You know, you never you never want to assume. You never oh, want I, to assume. So, <laughs> so Kofi. Yeah. Uh, I'm we're we're sensing a, a history repeat. Kofi mania. Is it back? <laughs> Tell us. Hey, who knows, man? So I a lot of people have been uh been saying that, you know, a lot of times when uh, good things happen. They want to make it like a sequel. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for me, uh, nothing will ever be um, the way that Kofi Mania was. I hate when it comes out of my mouth because it doesn't sound really cool when I say it, you know, but um, I, I feel like that was such a unique situation, you know, the way the whole thing came about. I mean, uh, we talk about storytelling in our industry and for, for for me, that was like a, a decade plus story. You know what I mean? Like all the chapters and the ups and downs. And it was kind of like uh, like the Marvel series, right? Like from Iron Man all the way until like, you know, Avengers, right? So um, we had a unique uh, ability or, or a unique opportunity to, to, to build it the way that we did. And a lot of it was unintentional because I wasn't supposed to be there. You know what I'm saying? So um, I don't know that there will be anything quite as impactful as Kofi Mania 2. But um, who knows, you know, who knows what's going to happen after what happened last week, you know, getting uh, two solid victories over Randy Orton and Bob Lashley. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it just it was a good night. It was a good night uh, and unexpected, unexpected in a lot of ways. But uh, here we are. You know, we march forward and we figure it out as we go. Kofi, um, I've watched your career literally since day one. And I got to tell you, like Dave said it. I said it. I watched when you won the title with wrestling fans and people, black, white, blue, purple, everybody was celebrating your victory. And then I remember the video, it was MVP, Shad, and Shelton. They're crying. That hit me on a whole other level. Because I never, I was just like, man, I was so happy for you because I've known you and you gave the WWE so many moments. And like you said, it was this build of your career, good creative, bad creative, but you still withstood time. And then I'm looking at what you represented for a black person, a black man. I've never viewed you. Oh, there's a, there's my black friend, Kofi Kingston won the title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was one of the best wrestlers winning the title. And man, does he deserve it. And when you say talking yeah. about recreating that, I don't understand if you know, this is an amazing quality that you have that a lot of people got to, you know, maybe from the outsiders look in, you have this unbelievable redeeming quality where people have a connection to you and they like you, but that's also through your hard work. You also have been to the mountaintop, but yet you're still the underdog. The only person like that in wrestling is Rey Mysterio, but you still have that quality. That's like Nirvana. They had that underground. No, they're the, they're the rebels. They're one of us, yet they were selling out arenas. That's a quality that you have that is, man, not a lot of people have that. And you've always had yeah. that. So well, Kofi Mania can happen again. Yeah. Thank you, man. I, I appreciate that, Tommy. And everything you said um, kind of encompasses the entire uh, experience for me, because um, you know, as as African Americans who um, are fans of the sport, you know, uh, over time you start watching and you start seeing like 
who the champions are and not that everything is about race but then you know you can't help but wonder like hey what's going on you know that i've seen the rock is wwe champion but i haven't really seen any other african-american champions up there so then you start you know wondering like what's what's happening i never i always say like it's not like people are sitting around in a room and they're saying well we're not gonna have any like black champions or this is there's no way that we're gonna do that's not the way that it works you know if anyone's been in the industry you know that like there's a lot of people who deserve to be champion and you know don't get that opportunity but for whatever reason there was this drought where there wasn't any african-american champions and a lot of people were saying hey it's time um from a performance aspect um you don't want to be thrust in that role simply because of the color of your skin, right? Oh, we need a black champion. We pick you. It diminishes everything that you've done, you know, your hard work, everything that you've sacrificed to get there, your talent level. Um, so you you want to be there because you deserve to be there because of your skill level, because of your way to uh, connect with the crowd, um, because of your way to go out there, have great matches, you know, uh, tell great stories. That's the reason that you want to be champion as a human being, you know? So um, for me, that was like, First and foremost, what I wanted, regardless of how long it took, if it was going to happen, it was going to be on my merits, you know? Um, so the fact that uh, it did happen, and again, in a lot of ways, by accident and unintentionally, like again, if Ali doesn't get hurt, I'm not put into the elimination chamber. The people don't have this groundswell to allow me to get to this this point, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think that when, when, when it does happen, and then now, you know, African-American kids, and really, I, I say this all the time, but like beyond race, anybody who has struggled knows that they can identify with my journey because that's what it was. It was an 11 year fight to get to the top, you know, but particularly African-American kids, when they look onto television and they see that anything is possible because I've seen it happen. So I know I can do it because I've seen it. So that's so important. You know, representation is so important. So um, I was extremely uh, and am extremely proud to have been the first African-born champion um, for the reason of, of giving so many people motivation. Um, when I was a kid, I, I became a WWE superstar because I wanted to like hold all the titles and be like the most popular in the world and be the best wrestler. And And the older I get, the more I realize that it's real. I mean, while that is a, a huge part of like being a, a, a WWE superstar, it's not the main part. To me, it's really all about going out, motivating people to be the best versions of themselves, you know, whatever that may be, uh, because we've all like I said, we've all been through some kind of a struggle, right, where you don't know if you want to continue because you don't feel like you're getting your due or you feel like you're better than the person in the position higher than you are. Um, and you don't know if you want to make it, you don't know if you can, but then you can look to my story and say like, hey man, this guy, he fought for 11 years, a legitimate 11 years. This was not a storyline. This is not the plan, you know, just kept on grinding and somehow, some way the stars aligned and I found myself um, competing for the WWE Championship and I, and I won. And, um, you know, did it in the, the, just the greatest fashion on so many different levels, my family being there, my kids being in the ring, you know, my wife being in the crowd who sacrificed so much, my dad, his first WrestleMania that he went to my brothers. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, not to mention like Woods and E, like we, we worked so hard to like get that moment, to have that moment. We envisioned it and we kept on grinding. People told us that we sucked all over the world in different arenas. They literally told us that what we were doing sucked and we kept on pushing through. And, you know, the top of the mountain was uh, was the result, you know? So 
Yeah, it's uh, again, like a long, a long winded answer to you. But I think like you hit the nail right on the head, Tommy. Um, I, I'm just so grateful to, uh, to to be the one that's in the position to inspire people to go out and just, you know, just go out and, and get what you want, man. Go out there and fight for what you believe in, fight for what you want to attain. And if it happens for you, it's the greatest thing in the world, because if you could feel like one tenth of the way that I feel about going to work then you're going to have a great life and a happy life and a successful life. So um, I just want everybody in the world to be able to feel that. Also, too, in that building at MetLife Stadium, and you could tell Corey Graves from me, it's not the shadows of New York City. It's actually New Jersey. There is a state where that stadium <laughs> is in called New Jersey. But if I'm not mistaken, at WrestleMania 29 at MetLife Stadium, you weren't even on that show. And then you fast forward six years later and you had one of the greatest WrestleMania moments of all time in that match. That's got to be a great redemption story for you, knowing that just a few years before you weren't even on the show. Yeah, it's the thing. And I think I, I it's weird. I, I look around the locker room and uh, someone was like, oh, you got the most tenure in the locker room. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, there's Randy. OK, like, I don't want to be the old guy. You know what I'm saying? But I look around and there's so many like young guys, new guys. And I find myself um, talking to a lot of them who are uh, discouraged a lot of the times with like where they are with their storylines or, you know, their careers. And they feel like they're they're so good. And there's so people are, everyone is so talented on the roster right now. Like everybody wants to be at the top of the mountain and to the point where you know some people might think well you know i'm not gonna do this i'm gonna you know I, i'm i'm just gonna go and i'm gonna say i don't want to do this so i'm like well don't take yourself out of the game there's a lot of reasons that like people will find to take you out of the game oh well, you didn't do enough of this you didn't do enough of that but you don't be the one to take yourself out you know because yeah. then they have the excuse well he doesn't want to be here well you you know what i'm saying so just hang around, man. Hang around and keep on working. Uh, I tell a lot of people because you never know what's going to happen. So, and again, like with uh, with what happened this this past Monday on Raw, right? Like, who who thought that I was going to be the one to come out and challenge Bobby Lashley? Like nobody nobody saw that, especially since I already wrestled on the show. So, um, here we are. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you keep on grinding. That's what this industry is all about. Like, the ability to to grind and see beyond like what is in front of you, like. Just keep on moving forward no matter what. And whatever uh, opportunity you're given, knock it out of the park every single time. Do your best to be the most memorable thing on the show every single time. And that adds up, you know, that adds up with the people. And um, when your opportunity comes, you're just ready. So, you know, you stay ready. You don't have to get ready, you know? <laughs> Think of this, man, because you're just, you're telling me a story and I forgot some of, some of your journey. Uh, I just watched the Booker T documentary he wasn't supposed to be in the match because Rick Martell was supposed to be in Rick Martell forgot his boots. And then there's all this stuff going on behind the scenes and he literally wins the WCW world championship. And he was talking about, you know, he, he had a, a hard life growing up and he looked at wrestling as a role model. Uh, you know, and he talked about the junkyard dog and this charisma, all this stuff. Cause he said he didn't see people of his color in that role because those days there was usually just one African-American wrestler in, in a locker room who was, you know, in, in the company. You're now that inspiration. You're that junkyard dog. You're that Booker T. That is surreal to me because like, I know you, but like you have embraced that role, but think of how history has kind of repeated itself, but there are a generation of kids exactly like you said, 
I watched Kofi Kingston do it, which means I can do it. That's, that's so yeah. inspirational. It was Vince McMahon. And I'm sure you heard him say it's our jobs to put smiles on people's faces and you've been doing it for so long and continue to do it. Uh, it's awesome, man. It really is. Oh, thanks, We're talking man. about using your platform to build people up and, and do stuff like that. You do that. You are living that. Yeah. It, it, you know, the, without people uh, like Junkyard Dog and Booker T and, you know, uh, Ron Simmons before me, like none of this is possible. It's a, it's a journey. You know, we're all just, you know, doing our part to put our building block on it as we try to, you know, um, I guess, evolve uh, the business. So, um yeah, it's wild to think about. And again, like I, I don't like making everything about race, but you think about like uh, the main event of Raw was two African-American males wrestling, uh, you know, in the WWE title. Bennett wasn't a title match, but being in the main event on Raw with the WWE title like storyline, like that's that's progress, man. Like we're uh, doing our part again just to, uh, you know, um, I don't know, just provide like you said provide provide smiles provide motivation and just keep on moving not just the industry forward but you know the the world right and and progress and and all that so um it's it's funny to like look at that now because i'm still like in you know in the in the storm but i think when it's all said and done uh we'll look back on this um you know myself bobby lashley um mvp Shelton, um, you know, uh, Woods, E, Bianca, Sasha, we'll all look back and say, like, you know what? We did our part to advance the business. Wasn't it uh, Take that always said, like, he just always wanted to leave the business in a higher place than where he found it? That's the epitome of what we're all trying to do on a lot of different levels. So, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy to see how far we've come. Um, but, yeah, we're all going to keep on doing our part to keep it going. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.